the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I am the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel, Lakeland, Tampa, and Brandon. Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation, and we also recently started a service in St. Pete, which currently meets once per month. It is an honor to speak to the listening audience of AM 570 and 910 WTBN, Tampa Bay's Christian Talk. Well, good morning again, and let's begin this beautiful day with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We declare our love to you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, just teaching us day by day and encouraging us so that we know that we are victorious in you. I thank you, Lord, even for persecution because we are victorious in you. Lord, bless each and every person who hears the sound of my voice and let them smile because they are children of the living God. We bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay, well, um, as I mentioned this week, we're going to be talking about Purim because this week is the holiday of Purim found in the book of Esther. And if you would like to visit us either Friday night or Saturday at Sharesh David in South Tampa, we're going to have services uh, Purim services, which are really a great celebration. Our kids are going to put on a play. Um, if you need to figure out how to get to us and you want to visit, call our office at 813-831-5673. Now, Purim is not considered one of the major feasts of the spring, but it is sort of an introduction to the feasts that will be coming, Passover and and some of the others in the spring. And so what I'd like to do for this month, uh, I'm sorry, month of March, is I would like to, uh, for a love gift of $25 or more, I'd like to give you a book called God's Appointed Times. It's written by a Messianic uh, rabbi, Barney Kasdan. And this book takes you through all the holy days in Leviticus 23 and also Hanukkah and Purim. And each chapter offers historical background and traditional Jewish observance and relevance to New Testament 
uh, and prophetic significance and practical guides so that you can celebrate them too or you understand how to celebrate them, including recipes, songs, and crafts. So if you want to call our office for a love gift of $25 or more, we will send you this book, 813-831-5673. So... We are going to start with this uh, celebration of Purim. It is a celebration because Purim is, uh, well, (laughs) the story is about persecution, but the end of the story, like the end of our story, is celebration because there is salvation, both physical and spiritual and emotional salvation. This is a book that ends in salvation. And uh, yet, uh, there's a lot of things we can learn from this story, which doesn't mention God, doesn't mention prayer. You wonder, how did it get into the Bible, this book of Esther? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's, but God teaches us so much uh, practically and prophetically in this book. You know, when I think of persecution, I think of Matthew 5.10. It says, blessed are those who have been persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely on account of me. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Well, I guess maybe this is why Jewish people get blessed so much, because we've gone through so much incredible persecution. And as you know, still to this very day, both uh, around the world, but even in the United States, there is uh, a renewal of persecution of Jewish people. You say where? You know, I just read yesterday that Stanford university has started the boycott and sanctions against Israel. And now anything that has to do with Israel cannot be dealt with in, 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 in Stanford. I mean, even companies that sell things to Israel, they're going to boycott. Now, if this isn't the beginning, and and this is actually not the first college, this is uh, probably somewhere in the 10 or 15 range, the number of colleges who have gravitated to this. If this is not anti-Semitic, if this is not going to be persecution, we are seeing some things, and you know... Persecution isn't just now for the Jewish people. Obviously, Christians, too. Look at what ISIS has done to the Christians, whether they be Egyptians or others. People who are standing for their faith and now are being persecuted, being martyred, being killed. We're living in a world where we have to understand how to relate to persecution. Do you know, I well, 
There, one of the schools, Christian schools in the area, was concerned when a billboard went up or or, or uh, words went up which were pro-Israel, feeling that that would bring the community, uh, make it less safe for their kids. We're living in an age where people are afraid to speak. They're afraid to really, they're, they're allowing persecution to define their actions. Our entire policy, I don't want to make this a political message, but our policy is is one of not proactive, but we are we are reacting, and not very well, I might add, to the persecution that is going on around the world. God has in the past used us to be a light. Are we still that light? Well, the story of Esther is all about learning how to rejoice and go forward and, and focus on solutions and not problems. The story of Purim from the book of Esther is all about, as I said, being under that persecution and allowing it not to bring you down physically or emotionally. Before I get to that story, uh, again, Second Timothy 3.12, yes, and all who desire to live godly in Messiah, Yeshua will suffer persecution. We will suffer persecution. Matthew 24, 7, for nations will rise up against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places, but all these things are only the beginning of birth pains. Then they will hand you over to persecution and will kill you. You'll be hated by all the nations because of my name, the name of Yeshua, the name of Jesus. And then many will fall away and will betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray because lawlessness will multiply. The love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this, this good news of the kingdom shall be proclaimed in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Hey, if you are truly seeking to be a disciple of Yeshua, these words should ring in your ear. They should change your heart, your mind, and you should become activists for the Lord. If nothing else, it should motivate you to share love and to share the good news of God's love for a dying and dark world. Well, <laughs> let me give you a little in, uh, background on Purim. Purim is about, as I said, salvation for the Jewish people physically. Purim is named because of the poor, the lot against the Jews by Haman, the villain of the story. In fact, when we read the Megillah, which is the Purim story in our services, um, and Haman's name is mentioned, there is something called groggers, they're noisemakers, and the kids love to just 
make the boo and 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 use those noisemakers as as we want to drown out Haman's name. So join us, as I said, this Friday and Saturday. Um, The time period for Purim is between the time of the two temples, approximately 350 years before the Common Era. The Persian king, Cyrus I, gave permission for the Jews to return to Israel and to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. But not all the Jews left. So we're dealing with the ones who didn't leave. And after Cyrus died, Ahasuerus became uh, the dramatic, powerful uh, ruler of the kingdom. He was cruel. He took a wife by the name of Vashti, uh, the daughter of Nebuchadnezzar, the former king of Babylon. And it was Nebuchadnezzar who was responsible for the destruction of the temple and the exile of the Jews from their land for the first, you know, in the first place. So thinking that 70 years, according to the calculations, had passed, Ahasuerus um, felt that his kingdom was secure. So this brings us to now chapter one in the book of Esther. So we find that king, the king is throwing a party, and uh, it's a lavish six-month celebration, third year of his reign, and Queen Vashti refuses to come and display her beauty to the assembled guests. So the king advises the council that Vashti is to be replaced with a new queen, chapter 2. Esther becomes the queen. Now, who is Esther? She's a Jewish girl, the niece of Mordecai, and she was brought to the capital of Persia as one of the candidates. Um, Mordecai tells Esther, listen, conceal your identity right now, Uh, being a Jew, in other words. So she goes through the the year treatment, the six months of beauty treatments, etc., and she is chosen to be the queen. And there's so much to talk about, even there, just her attitude and how she behaved. We'll talk about that more right now and just giving you an overview of the story. Also in this chapter, Mordecai learns of a plot to overthrow the king. Mordecai informs Esther. Esther tells the king and the plotters are hanged, found and hanged. In verse uh, chapter 3, we see that Haman, the anti-Semite, uh, comes um, into power. He becomes prime minister, and he says to everybody to bow before him. Of course, Mordecai, being Jewish, would only bow before God, so he doesn't bow before Haman. And, uh, and so Haman vows to kill all the Jews because of Mordecai not being what he considered respectful. So uh, Haman asks permission of the king to destroy all the Jews. An edict is given on the 13th of Adar to kill all the Jews and take their possessions. So Esther's mission in chapter 4 becomes very clear. Um, You know, we see that Mordecai sends a copy of this decree to Esther and asks her to intercede with the king. Esther replies that to approach the king uh, would be a possible risk of death to her. And so here we get one of the famous quotes 
uh, out of the book of Esther, Mordecai tells her that she has no choice. It says in chapter 4, verse 13, Mordecai told her to reply, uh, oh, do not think in your soul that you will escape in the king's household more than all the Jews. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Who knows whether you have attained royal status for such a time as this? Well, I've got to tell you, everybody, that those are sobering words. They weren't just sobering words for um, Esther, but they were sobering words for us today. I, I want to make the analogy here that do not think in your soul that you will escape the persecution that is going on in the world today. If you remain silent at this time, Relief and deliverance will arise for God's people in another place. But you and your father's house might perish. For who knows whether you have attained. Now, it says royal status, but you know, in the United States, we have royal status. We have so much. Wouldn't you agree? So who knows whether you have been put in this country with these freedoms, with these finances for such a time as this. Don't think about just yourself, but think about the world. Think about this country. Think about believers. It is time to be proactive with your prayers. It is time to be proactive with your finances. It is time to be proactive with your time. And to do anything short of those things, I believe, is disregarding this particular scripture. In verse 15 of chapter 4, Esther sent this to reply to Mordecai. Verse 16, go gather together all the Jews who are in Shushan and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast in the same way. Afterwards, I will go to the king, even though it is not according to the law. So if I perish, I perish. A couple of things here. First of all, Fasting. We should be fasting. Now, it doesn't say praying, but I'm going to assume that these three days were not just fasting, but they were fasting and beseeching God. For some reason, it's not mentioned here, and maybe there was so little freedom that it couldn't be mentioned here. And we're getting to the point in this country that if you don't watch out, we'll have little freedoms and we'll just be fasting and not mention prayer because our freedoms will be taken away. But she's gotten to the point, she says, if I perish, I'm going to perish. And, and so in verse 17, so Mordecai left and did all that Esther commanded him. There is power in making yourself a sacrifice. Remember, if you are a sacrifice, you will never be a victim. You ha- Okay, so Mordecai has no problem following a woman or a younger relative 
because this younger relative is saying, I am willing to die. When you are saying that you are willing to die, you will have no shortage of followers because people will see that you are serious about doing this. Now, look, there are different ways to die. We can die physically or we can die emotionally. We can, again, make ourselves less of the issue and make others more of the issue. That's dying emotionally. So in chapter 5, Esther tells Mordecai to ask the Jews to fast and pray for three days. As I mentioned, God is not mentioned. Prayer is not mentioned. But if you read this story, you realize that all throughout this chapter and the whole book, God is there. I mean, it's obvious. So Esther comes up with this strategy in chapter 5. She requests the king and Haman to join her at a banquet. And um, so also in this chapter, uh, Mordecai continues to refuse to bow uh, Zeresh, uh, uh, Haman's wife, suggests that Mordecai uh, be hanged. The gallows are prepared. And so in chapter 6, uh, God starts working. You can tell. The king can't sleep. He asks to re- have the royal chronicles read to him. He learns of the assassination plot that Mordecai had uh, revealed. And that same night, Haman comes to see the king about hanging Mordecai before he really gets a chance to talk to him. The king says to Haman, listen, I want to bless somebody. I want somebody to uh, really, uh, I want to thank them. And and Haman's thinking, oh, it's got to be me. Uh, So the king says, what would you do? And and so Haman says, well, uh, to honor them, I dress them in royal garments, place them on a royal stallion, and personally lead them through the streets of Shushan, And so uh, that's what I do. And so the king says, do it for Mordecai. And can you imagine how Haman must have felt? The person he wants to be hung, now he is leading on the streets of Persia. Now, there is something to be learned here as well, because I believe God is saying that even though we are weak, whether it's the Jewish people or even the Christians, the believers, and certainly the Messianic Jews, God still is going to lead us through the cities in royal garments. We are going to be the head and not the tail. We are going to lead in righteousness. We are going to lead in love. We are going to be honored at some point because people will see the love of God in us. It will be so obvious. Well, I cannot believe that I have to stop here, but I do. There's no more time. We're going to have to talk about Purim again next week. We're not even close to being finished. So I do want to just remind you of the... um, book that we'd like to send out, God's Appointed Times, written by Messianic Rabbi Barney Kasdan. It's all about Leviticus 23 Holy Days plus Hanukkah and Purim. 
its historical background, Jewish observance, relevance to the New Covenant, prophetic significance, practical guides, recipes, songs, crafts. We'll send that out to you for a love gift of $25. This is a great book as we start the spring feast with Passover. This will be so enriching for you. You'll want to have it as a Bible study, use it as a Bible study in your church. It will give you great encouragement because if God is faithful to the Jewish people, he's also going to be faithful to all his people, Christians as well. So for $25 or more, we'll send it to you. Call our office, 813-831-5673. May you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.